in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Here from the Top 10 Show, I am John Roca. And I am Matt Nost. Uh, this is a show that we do each and every week for our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10. And John, how does it work? Well, basically, they send in questions, thoughts, and comments, the $5 and above patrons. We do not look at them ahead of time. We open them uh, one by one within a 30-minute, around 30-minute time frame and answer as many of them as we can. And as I said, we do not open them ahead of time. So you get our authentic, raw, unfiltered reactions uh, to your questions, your thoughts, and your comments. So, you know, it's a great thing we've been doing to hear from the fans, and it's been fun to answer all your questions, thoughts, and comments. So keep sending them in. And if you're not a member of the Patreon, these are one of the perks of being a member of the Patreon. You get to ask us questions that you've always wanted to ask us. So, uh, all right, and Matt, uh, you start us off this week. Where shall we go? Our first one comes to us from Tim Williams. Oh, nice. And it is titled, The Unobtainable Item. <laughs> <laughs> says okay. g'day matt and john hope you're well blokes my question this time around is about the unattainable item uh, i'm just gonna go on my regular when i was 12 okay. years old there was nothing in the world i wanted more than a pair of black air jordan 11s wow unfortunately could never get my hands on a bear until this day same sad story so what's that one thing as a kid that you wanted more than anything in the world and did you get it Ooh. Wow. What is the one thing? I can tell you this much. So the Jordan right. 11s were never my boat. Okay. It's the one with the patent leather trim right on the front of the toe box that goes around the side. It's meant to kind of look like a tuxedo. I'm looking them up right now. Okay. Uh, the low I, the, were they low or high? No, they're high tops. Jordan okay, always had okay. high tops. Okay. Um, I mean, technically the three and four would might be considered mids or lows. Okay. Okay, okay. But everything else is pretty much a high top. Okay. Uh the yeah, the jet I had I owned a pair of sevens. It's the only Jordans that I owned. I got them in high school. So my feet grew right so quickly that my parents had a budget I could spend fifty dollars on shoes. Wow. Well, because I go through two to three pairs a year. Right. And they're just like, we're not shelling out $100, $120 every time. It's just not happening. That's fine. So if I wanted anything else, I had to pay the extra. extra yeah. Which I did for the Jordans, and I did for one other pair ever. Where okay. I just saved up my allowance or whatever I made and then chipped in. I was good about that. My brother and I saved up for a year and bought a Nintendo. Wow. Yeah. It was all okay. our Christmas money, our birthday money, and our weekly allowance. We pretty much, the two of us, saved it up for a year. Okay. We bought a Nintendo. That one was unobtainable. When we finally got it, dude, I, it was <laughs> that was a beautiful day. I remember that. It was a beautiful day. It was. We had an Atari before that. Oh yeah, I, we had an Atari. I remember that. Yeah. Let me see here. Uh, for our for our listen for our fans who are watching, here, here uh, are, these, are these the ones? Uh, are, are Those these? are the Elevens. Yeah. 
Wow. So you see the patent leather across the top of the toe box. It goes down the entire side of right there. Yeah. And becomes the heel oh, cup as well. I see. So normally the top part is made in white. So you have okay. this white, black with red accent, and it kind of feels right. it's meant to be like a tux. Interesting. Okay. All right. Um, Just uh, for the boys you're listening on a podcast, uh, I'm showing the picture of him. To yeah, you look it up. Jordan Elevens. Okay. You'll find All right. All right. Fair um, enough. Interesting. Okay. But I always wanted, I think the five was my most coveted, and I never got it. Okay. Because now it's just, I think it's, it doesn't suit me as far as his years. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. now wearing him as an adult. Yeah. I would probably wear a one, three, or four. Gotcha. But you're I know, talking, you know, you're talking another language to me because I don't know. Well, ones you do. Which ones? Oh, because those one, are the originals. Right. Yes. Originals, and those are the most common. Do. Everybody almost right. owns a pair of ones. Yeah. He wore those in that game against the uh-huh. Knicks and tore his feet up. Right. Exactly. Way back. Threes right. and fours kind of look similar. Okay. And then it starts to get like, he's just going the sevens he wore at the Olympics. That helps. Okay. If you okay. remember those shoes. I did. Ha- I did buy two separate pairs of Jordans in the nineties. Sure. I just can't remember what year I bought them in, but one of them had like that graffiti bottom. Okay. And I can't remember which year that was. Yeah. So. The problem for me is Jordan 12 through, I think it's 28. I think yeah. I'll suck. <laughs> Well, just for me, I think it's 12, starting at 12. 11 is the last where you're like, okay, but. Right. I th- if um, It was until like the 29 or the 30, and I was like, they finally made an inch. Okay. I like the <laughs> silhouette of that. I almost bought a pair. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm looking through these. Yeah, I think it might have been the fours that I had. It might have been. No, no, no. Definitely the sixes. I had the sixes. I remember okay. the sixes because of the high top. And I appreciated that because I had ankle issues. Oh, and I definitely had the sevens because I remember the Jordan logo on the side with the suede. It definitely had the sevens. Yeah, I had the sevens. The sevens I had, so they were gray and with the black piping, if you look at at it. And I got them super muddy because I had them and I wore them and I loved them. Yeah. But my feet had pretty much stopped growing or was not as quick. Right. At that point. So I shelled out the extra and got finally treated myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I wore them until eventually one day uh, it was raining and I was out in the mud and I came yeah. home and I washed them afterwards and it turned the gray a light brown overall. Right. And it looked pretty sweet. It was like a brand new shoe, even though they were dying on me. It was like, awesome. <laughs> I didn't even care because they just lasted so long, but I beat the living <laughs> shit out of those things. Yeah, I think I had the sevens and the twelves. Oh, no, no. Sevens and the thirteens. The thirteens with the little... Okay. Like little, uh, what do you call that? Little circle that's in them? Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I know what they all are, but literally 12 through 28 or something. It's all a hodgepodge of God. One year they had like a big glove that zipped over the top. Right. Yeah. They added carbon fiber at certain points. And uh, just, okay. These are these, I remember having these, the 13s. Yeah. And uh, these were beautiful. I never bought them. I remember they came out with like the North Carolina version of these that were fucking beautiful, the 12s. And then, yeah, I do remember having the sevens. Yeah, these right here. Yep, definitely have yeah, the sevens. I had a pair so, of yeah. sevens. The only pair that I ever owned as a kid. Cool, man. Yeah, oh, so, so many. <laughs> there are so many. 
Yeah, right. there's, there's so many. Some. And they went retro with some of the reissues of them too. Oh, it's not even they went they are a retro yeah. company that just reissues at certain points, like Disney holding back movies for DVD sales. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. Nike does that too. And then they do collaborations. There's some sweet collaborations, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. yeah. You can't play in those retros, man. I I put I tried on a couple of pair. I'm like, these are just for a show. You can't play. hundred percent. No, yeah. fuck no. No, they are meant entirely for a style. Right. <laughs> they are. The functionality, even when they do the pro tros and shit, and just like, no, 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 this design, the material doesn't breathe well. Right. Like, it's just, it's not, it's not meant for it. And I can't imagine playing in like ones if you had original oh ones. Oh my God. Oh. They look Cro Magnon compared yeah. to shoes now. Some and, motherfuckers uh, still show up the court and converses, though, man. And I just, oh, I'd say, I play with that. one all the time. Really? Yes. And he has more than enough money to afford. I'm sure Any pair does. of shoes he wants in the entire world. And he shows up and he's got big, like cotton thick. They almost look like wool socks. And you're like, dude, you are a peanuts character. Um, <laughs> But that's what he likes to play in. So hey. that's what he fucking plays in. Hey, you know, you let him do his thing. Yeah, you let him do his thing. But was there an <laughs> unobtainable item beyond shoes? Oh, um, <clears throat> that's a great question. I think I'm still in the hunt for it. And that was a John Riggins jersey. I never got a John Riggins jersey, authentic John Riggins jersey, because they were so expensive. And my parents, just it just wasn't within the budget at the time. You know, sure. We were barely scraping by when we first moved to um, to Dale City in Virginia, which was like a suburb. And we were just like, you know, dad had to drive 30 minutes to work every fucking day. My mom, 25 minutes to work every day. So it was like, and then traffic on the way back. So this idea of asking them for a $200 jersey or $150 jersey just wasn't in the, in the cards. And like you, I worked to buy my Jordans. Like I worked at the oh, yeah. different – I started at 15 years old, started working and saving money to buy shit like that. I tried. So you had to get a permit, and I couldn't get one. Oh, yeah. Because oh, they were a little stingy with them, but you had to apply for a permit to yes, work at did. 15 before 16, and I fucking yeah. tried. I wanted to work. Yeah. I got a job in the warehouse at, a, at the Potomac Mills Mall, one of the new first nice. stores. So way back when, I was 15. Warehouse job's a good job. Yeah, it's good. Met a lot of ladies. Um, uh, You do meet uh, more than you think. I'm Dude, I worked at a fucking car wash in the Midwest <laughs> over the summer when it's humid as shit as my first job. Oh, my God. I made it the whole summer, man. <laughs> but it that was, shit ain't easy, man. Well, on those days, because you had them in Virginia, where oh, yeah. it's like it's about 95% <sighs> humidity. Oh, yeah, man. You start sweating as soon as you walk outside. Mm-hmm. You're like, mm-hmm. oh. And then going to work in an environment that adds 100% more humidity to it, just like, Jesus Christ. We had laundry baskets in the back full of clean tea, or uh, button-up shirts because you would just sweat through two to three a day. Of easy, of easy. Just like that was my that was my first job. You got a Cush warehouse job over here, Cush. fucking union guy. You got a longshoreman's contract at sixteen. <laughs> Who the fuck does this kid's dad know? Yeah, you had to get. Yeah, you you're right. You had to get the permit, which I did uh, because my dad was adamant about me working early, and I didn't want to go back to help him paint anymore. Like I hated sure. helping him in the summers doing house paintings. I suck at it, so I hated it. And so this opportunity popped up and I was like, I'm going to apply. And he's like, well, I will help you get it if, you know, as long as you work the job the whole summer or else you're going back painting with me. And so I was like, yeah. Uh, so I did that. But uh, yeah, it was we opened the door to so many things. I mean, the f- first girl I ever had sex with, I met at that at that job. She was a cashier 
Um, okay. So yeah, it was a weird little world of working and getting to that. And, and I dug it, man. I had a good time working in the back, you know, cause it's a bunch of dudes just hanging out, shooting shit, moving stuff around, pull, pull, pulling yeah. out stuff. I worked for, in a warehouse. Customs. Uh, yeah. It's chill. One summer. Yeah. Um, when I was 20. Okay. I worked at a beer uh, distributor. Oh, nice. So I uh, one one summer I worked the graveyard shift. So I loaded the trucks for the next day's deliveries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one guy would drive me in. I got to operate a forklift without a license every once and again. Right. right. <laughs> because it was 1995. and <laughs> Yeah, nobody cared. Well, they cared. Guys had licenses, but at the same time, they never asked me to do it. I remember once. Oh, man. So I had to move a pallet. Yeah. It's the only accident I ever had technically. So, uh, I went in with the lift and the, the two forks were coming out the front. Obviously it's a fork. Right. And I didn't lower it enough on the wood and I oh, punctured shit. two 12 packs. Like oh. I, I only punctured the first, but it's, you don't say anything. You just right. like, well, am I going to unstack all of this to get two 12 packs when, whenever they're delivered, the store will just, Hey, put them to the side the next time and say, these were br- busted when they came in. And they'll just swap them out. There's no way they're going to go through all that fucking beer. So I knew that. And I was like, I'm going to get away with this. <laughs> and I just backed it out, lowered the, the thing, got it, picked it up, took it over Ooh. to the truck. Uh, I worked uh, at a liquor store. So I knew as long as you claimed it's damage coming in, they'll swap right. it out the next time. The driver will just have an extra 12 pack. Yep. That's how I drank at a, when I worked at a liquor store in, in high school. <laughs> On Fridays and, or Saturdays, I always had to work one of the two and just... Uh, <laughs> Oh, hey, <laughs> six pack of Red Dog broke tonight. Uh, just so you know, so let the, because uh, me and the other guy would drink a beer or two and then break them and then technically count it as breakage. That's hilarious to me. Yeah. <laughs> but I like the warehouse gig. And, oh, yeah. Uh, it was nice for when you're young. It's nice. I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure it gets on you as you get older because it's, it's a lot of physical work and it messes with your joints and shit like that. But, you know, it's, it's a cool, it was a cool job for a young guy, you know, and, you went out drinking afterwards, always with the guys, and hung out, and the, you know sure. the the uh, cashiers would always come hang out with you, the female cashiers, and you know you just have a little fun. Uh, and, and I was fifteen, so to me this was a whole new fucking world, man. You know, the idea of meeting women, the idea of like being in shape and lifting heavy objects and all that. I was a fat kid. I've told you, a fat kid, I got beat up all the time. So that was that transition summer. Yeah. So I was able to like do all these things. It was like, whoa, what is this all about? So yeah, it's pretty cool. It was fun. I didn't drink, right? I didn't drink, but I would go out with them while sure. they like would buy the beer and then we'd hang out in a parking lot or there were there were places you could go like a fucking Applebee's or some shit and just hang out oh. there while they drank and I just kind of hung yeah. out with them. Yeah. At that age, that's cool as shit. Like all these yeah. people are old enough to drink and I'm still allowed to hang out with them. I mm-hmm. I remember that being that age. People thought I was 18. Uh, oh. Because I kind of blossomed up, so people thought I was eighteen, and so it was like I could get away with all kinds of shit at that point. So, but yeah, but yeah, I didn't drink till I got to college. College, so, but yeah, at the time it was nice to be around those that situation. Um, what about you? What's the one unattainable thing or one thing you wanted to get when you were a kid? Did you get it? Did you not get it? Well, I mean, anything that was really like that was the Nintendo, and I okay saved up and bought it. it was like gotcha something I strive for. All the rest of them are kind of fleeting oh hey remember that cool thing i always kind of wished i had that when i was that right. age yeah, yeah, yeah but i don't know if it was unobtainable if i i had pestered or changed what toy i wanted i could have gotten it more than yeah likely. yeah um but now man the, the younger kids i know now oh, God, dude. 
they have so many toys. It's amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, it's the family members, they all buy toys. Go ahead. But that's every generation, isn't it, Matt? Like, you know, I'm sure there somebody be like, the kids, I mean, they get to play Atari. What the fuck? I didn't have Atari when I was a kid. I had blank cowboys and Indians all day, you know? So, yeah, it's all generational, man. But, yeah, they have a lot of shit now. I mean, there's so much shit now. It's insane. Yeah. I don't know how you focus But at the same time, things. it's like I I know that if I was a kid, I'd be taking advantage of all those, as many as, you know. Yeah. It's not like I got everything that I wanted, but my parents, when they uh, could, they were more than generous. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same t- the, what they could afford, my parents were, yeah. were very cool to try and get it. So, yeah. It's really nice, but I mean, right. you had to want it. Like this is what I this is what I want. Trust. Oh me. yeah, you had to show them. You definitely yeah, this had is, to show. This them. is definitely what guys don't even mess around. Yeah, yeah, I remember that distinctly. I remember one year that I did that, and I was like, all I want is one thing. But my mom, for whatever reason, got it wormholed in this other thing that I had mentioned kind of offhandedly. Yeah, but that's what she got me, and the look of disappointment because I just knew I've been talking about it for weeks. This is you tell Santa. I told Santa, but you might want to throw Santa a word. This is what I got my eye on. <laughs> Just something. I Imagine him a little bit in that The look on her face now, in, in hindsight, looking bad, she felt worse than I did. Oh, right, of course, because you're her kid. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and she just wants you to have a perfect Christmas. I remember one time, man, I bought my mom a Mother's Day gift that was these couple of like, um, what do they call those little little like minuets? What do they call those things? A like little doll, a little like puppet dolls or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what the fuck they're called. But anyway, I thought these would be great for mom. I was like, oh, they're good look. You know, they've got the the Latino colors on. This is gonna be awesome. Got them for her, and the look on her face when she opened them, you know, because it was just heartbreaking. Because you were like, wow. She's saying she enjoyed them, but she really doesn't. <laughs> oh, man, it was the worst, dude. So I had to make up for that later on. I asked my dad. I was like, Dad, she doesn't like them. I know she's trying to be nice. What do we do here? So eventually he steered me to something to get her something else. So, but yeah, I, yeah it's, I hated that, man. When I was a kid, I, I bought for Christmas one year, I bought my mom these big, ridiculous uh, cubic zirconium earrings. <laughs> Just like a one carat fake. You know what I mean? Like a big fat chunky. And I saw it, I think I was like nine. And I was like, those are beautiful. How much sure are they? Great. It's cubic zirconia. I mean, this is not this is trash. Uh, <laughs> and I remember giving it to my mom the look on her face, and she's like, Oh, this is great. And I asked like a couple of weeks later, I was like, Oh, so when do you think you'll wear those earrings? And she she told me something along the lines of like they didn't fit my ear, so I had to take them back. And she told me years later that she's she, she took him back, and the lady at the counter was like, his face, he was so excited to get those for you. <laughs> I thought that they were the most amazing things. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. That awesome. I remember buying those fucking things, and I was like, these are cool. She's going to love it. My brother and sister, oh, their <laughs> gifts are trash oh, compared to yeah. I, uh, the boastful, just because it looked so pretty. I didn't know what things cost. I was like, nine. Oh, this is $15? <laughs> Oh, uh, the steal for a price. <laughs> this is that Christmas shoes uh, song gone wrong. <laughs> Completely yeah. gone wrong. Uh, oh, I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you, Timothy. Appreciate that question. Uh, should we move on to the next one? Lemke. Yeah. yeah, Machine Gun Lemke is here. Says, what's up, guys? Genuinely hope everything is well and everyone is still healthy. 
getting a little nervous because I have a lot of future travel coming up for sports, or so you think. And these spikes are as scary as the continued pushback from people unwilling to get vaccinated. Anyway, cinema boxing question for you. Using fictional characters only, who would you crown as the best pound-for-pound boxer on the silver screen? Stay well, Lemke. That's a great question. I'm glad you have to answer this first. Matt, using fictional characters, who would you crown the best pound-for-pound boxer on the silver screen? First one that came to mind. We're talking pound-for-pound. Pound-for-pound. From what we've seen them fight on screen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Brad Pitt and Snatch. Because technically, (laughs) when he's dialed in, nobody's got a chance. Damn, that's a great point. Yeah. We've only mm. seen him fight twice, but mm. once he was kind of fucking around with a guy, just getting warmed up, he got his mm-hmm. ass kicked, and he was bigger. Gorgeous George, yeah. Uh, and then Bam. basically when he was offended, he just throws one right. punch and drops him cold. Yeah. Every other wow. boxer, like, they go up and down. You know what I mean? So you need yeah. somebody that, if we're saying, I've never seen them lose. Right, right. So it's part of the Jordan argument. I never saw him losing the championship. Right. So therefore he's the greatest champion ever. Yeah. It's part of the complexity oh. of why I feel <laughs> and you feel that he is the greatest player of all time. It's I do just a, feel he's the greatest player of all time. I, so do I, but it's generational and we will eventually be gone. Mm-hmm. And whether or not that opinion remains, who knows? I'd even say, that even if he had won all six championships, oh, like those only those only come into my mind like later on in the discussion. I just rely on what I saw on the court on my eye test. Yeah, that guy was the greatest basketball player I've ever seen, and I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what LeBron does or Kevin Durant uh, I mean, does. Look, the championships are just in addition to what I already knew. You know, true. But I think we are also at the formative age, just like young Kobe fans were and young LeBron fans were, where when they see this, it's impossible to deny for them. And how can you go against this opinion? Because look at the guy's tremendous list of accomplishments. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I saw them both. Yeah. And this is my opinion, but pound for pound, who you got? It's tough. Um, You might be right. That's why it's tough. You might, but you might've nailed it right off the bat because I mean, I'm looking at um, Clubber Lang or Ivan Drago. Look, I know Rocky beat them both, but that was Rocky winning like the mental edge and getting into a position to be able to get over them on a comeback, right? Or or uh, on a certain yeah. training regimen. But like, I don't know. I just feel like those guys. I don't know. It's tough. May, you know what? No, you know, put them all aside. Apollo Creed was maybe the greatest boxer on screen ever, right? I mean, he beat Rocky the first time. He was one second away from beating Rocky the second time. Mm-hmm. And Rocky ended up destroying, eventually destroying Mr. Clubber Lang and beating Ivan Drago in Russia. So Yeah, well, he, he does get a, killed. Well, he gets killed by Drago at an older age. I bet Creed in his prime is a whole other animal than Creed later on. You know what I'm saying? So Sure, but it's all speculative. I just feel like, yeah. From what we've seen, he did get killed in the ring. I'm not saying it's not an excellent choice. It's just anybody that's got a large enough body of work, you've got things to ding them on. He was the master of disaster. I'm just saying the tower of power. (laughs) The king of sting. 
the Ayatollah of whatever it was. I'm I'm amazed you remember that many. Of course. But like I I I just think he was great. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Drago was tempting because it took Rocky 15 rounds and a lot of breaking of the rules to beat him. But other than that, do you think anybody would have beaten that guy? I don't think anybody else would have beaten that guy. Drago, probably not. I mean, he's an animal. He's just an absolute killing machine. He's a, um, yeah, he's a robot. Right. Yeah. He'd have just won and won and won and won. Would have been ridiculous. Um, But I like the Brad Pitt choice, dude. That is a great choice. One Punch Mickey, fucking hell, that's a great choice. I, I mean, I the other, otherwise, you could do another guy, Richie, and say, like, Sherlock. But oh yeah, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Sure. I feel like Mickey could take Sherlock. <laughs> yeah, I think Mickey could absolutely take. Sherlock. <laughs> I think he could. I just while yeah, Sherlock I is thinking, Mickey is already. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the fluidity of <laughs> Mickey doesn't have to think, and it's this precise, right? And Sherlock can't even predict because Mickey is so fluid in his fighting. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sherlock, I don't think could actually analyze that guy to figure out yeah, in time bad. before getting knocked out. That's a great question. I mean, Rocky is obviously the choice, right? I mean, Rocky. Defeated so many people, but exactly, and kept came back from adversity over and over and over again. Yeah, I mean that's the obvious choice, right? So we try to play with other boxers, but yeah, yeah. I mean it's tough eh. not to say Rocky because he overcame everybody. He even went toe to toe at an old age with Antonio Tarver in the ring. So I don't know, just throwing it out there. Clubber Lang, I, although I do think Clubber Lang, I think if if you found the right manager after that loss to Rocky, I think Clubber Lang comes back and has a hell of a career. Maybe even wins the title again down the road. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Same. If he was based um, on Tyson. So. Um, all right. Where are we at here? We got about uh, two, oh, uh, 25 minutes. One more? So we want to do one more. What? Oh, no. Go ahead. What? Uh, yeah, look, let's see. Let's see. If it's a long question, maybe we'll move on or something. Okay. All right. This one's from Matthew uh, Simmons, Simmons, right? Yeah. Go ahead, man. Says, hey, guys, hope you're doing well. Two questions for you. First, I'd love to hear your takes on the Gavin Newsom recall situation. If you <laughs> want to avoid uh, politics on the show, please feel free to skip this to the next question. Mm -hmm. If you could have a new album from any group or artist in history, oh. who would you choose? Personally, I would love to have one more Nirvana album to jam to. Thanks for everything, Matt Simmons. Mm, respect. Um, I'm down to skip the first part. Yeah. Yeah. It's our business. Um. There's no question the Beatles. There's absolutely no fucking question for me. I would love to have reformed them. Uh, it's heartbreaking that John died the way he did because I truly believe they'd come together for one more album or try to see what they could do together. I mean, it's almost better that he didn't, that he did pass away. Not that I'm advocating that it was okay that he died, but yeah. it's almost better because now you get to preserve the Beatles as they are, right? You don't get to see John Lennon at 80 years old still trying to do the moves on stage like Mick Jagger or Roger True. Daltrey getting together yet again with The Who or Simon and Garfunkel getting, Garfunkel getting together yet again. They are absolutely that time and that time only. And the tragedy of them not being able to come back together again adds to the legacy and the legendary status of that band. So for me, it would absolutely be the Beatles. I just love them to pieces. Even when they came back together, the three of them, to make those two songs, I, I like those two songs. So, okay, know, that's my answer. Um, yeah, it's hard to deny that would be top tier choice. Hmm. Um, Zeppelin, if that was possible. Ooh, okay. Uh, Jimmy, 
if that was oh, possible. Jimmy. Yeah, right. He was what thirty when he died, or twenty-seven? Sorry, twenty-seven when he died. I think. Yeah, the yeah same as Joplin and Mama Morrison. Cass. I think and, Morrison too. Yeah, and Kurt Cobain. Yes, yes. Uh, Beastie Boys. Oh fuck, man! One more with them. That's a great choice. Yep, that's a great choice, dude. Uh, Shit. Yeah, a lot of what I listen to, you can get roughly. You know. I'm curious as to how different Floyd would be back when the mm. full lineup was there. Yeah. Do you think Dave Grohl would work with Kurt Cobain again in the same manner? I don't know if they'd work together again after he's gone off and really kind of established himself as an alpha dog in his own right. I don't know if him working with Kurt would have necessarily later on in life would have worked. Don't I mean, maybe uh, Grohl and Nova Selleck are still friends, and I think they play together a few times a year. You're right. They are still friends. It's, and Pat Smear was in Nirvana towards the end, and mm. he's been part of Foo Fighters now for off and on for, what, a decade, yeah. 12 years? Yeah, that's right. So I think there's a, a chance. Because um, I've heard over the years that Grohl was in the, at the time, so I would imagine still mm-hmm. to this day, to some degree, it was in awe of Kurt, uh, Cobain. Yeah. Ah, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Right. So it might maintain on some right. level and be like, it's still, it's Kirk Cobain is, is I, it's great to see him. Right. This guy was amazing to be around the true artist type of, cause he collaborates with so many different people. Yeah. Uh, you know, on that first, uh, Queens, uh, album, mm, but it right. he goes, yeah, I, uh, did a bunch of stuff with tenacious D, but then he's gotten over the past like two years, tons of collaborations just to put out like random songs. Yeah. Um, so I think it's possible, but who knows, you know, maybe, maybe not, maybe they had a bitter divorce and it just ends up because I know the, the, the Courtney stuff has been oh, stressful yeah. with Nova Selleck and uh Grohl over the years, at least according to what the fuck I hear. Well, yeah. am I? <laughs> so Look, I'm, I'm sure she's not easy to deal with. Uh, you know, I don't think and it's not about male or female just as a human being. She doesn't seem to be the easiest person to deal with most of the time. When you hear stories about her, it's uh, and read about from both male and female journalists. Mm-hmm. It can be quite a window into a person who is clearly has a lot of angst or a lot of damage from a young age that still permeates her life in certain moments. So, um, so yeah, I hear yeah. So it seems like it would be a lot to kind of bring because you know she'd find her way into that situation. There's no fucking way Nirvana comes together. And Courtney no. doesn't in some way try to get her way into that situation. Yeah, she becomes this generation's Yoko. Kinda, yeah. Oh, she essentially has. I mean, yeah. On some, yeah, but she went off and she did like her artistic stuff. Right. True. Fair enough. Did Fair well enough on its music. own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Yeah, nothing Yoko did was uh, not anything. not that I know of. I don't follow Yoko, but I've never. When I was a kid, the consensus was it was drivel. Yeah, it was. So I've never paid attention to it as an adult. I've heard like random songs, but it seems like this mm-hmm. esoteric, more look at me, I'm an artist, as opposed to really anything that, that moves me. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen critics fall over themselves sometimes trying to give praise to her stuff. Uh, but I've watched, I've listened to her stuff, and it's just like, yeah, no, I don't, this makes no sense. To it me. could move them. It very it well could. could. I mean, I'm not judging them. I'm just saying it's not for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Whereas Courtney Love stuff, I enjoy. Like Violet. Her stuff on whole was fucking awesome. I like the first two albums or first two CDs. I liked a lot. Okay. But then after that, it just kind of, I've never listened to me. the albums, just heard the songs they put out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, 
she was awesome in uh, People vs. Larry Flint. That's true. And Man on the Moon as well. Yeah. And then, really odd. <laughs> they have but raising yeah. their daughter, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Francis. Although she's got to be 20-something at this point. I think she got married. There you go. We are that so, we are at that situation. Yes. The kids of the rock stars that yes. we liked are now old enough to be married. That's how she's old. She's 29. Are. She's 29. 29. Yeah. Fuck, I'm old. She is beautiful too, man. She is gorgeous. Cool. Um congratulations. She, she was married for I think uh three years to a guy. So and now is not married to the guy anymore, I don't think. Yeah, they divorced in 2017, so she got married in 2014. So there you go. Crazy, man. Kind of crazy. But she seems chill. Like She seems like she's doing her... She's not getting too much attention. Yeah, I haven't heard anything from her in so long that I don't have the slightest clue. Yeah. So really interesting. Yeah. The latest thing I've seen on Courtney is when the Weinstein stuff was going through and there was a clip of her from a red carpet. Yes. Over a decade ago. Making a remark about Weinstein that yeah that's that's the most recent thing is a clip from yeah. like a decade or twelve years ago yeah uh, you know what's crazy her godparents are Michael Stipe from REM and sure. Drew Barrymore Andrew Barrymore that's so weird it's so weird all right anyway uh, I think that's the show thank you all so much for listening to us. <laughs> Yeah, I think it is. I was just thinking about them as godparents, and then I, I, I agree with you. That's the show. Yeah, that's the show. Thank you all so much for uh, listening or watching this episode of Topic Calendar. We always appreciate it. Uh, and if you wanna be uh, have, be one of those patrons who gets uh, sends in a question, thought, or comment for us to answer or talk about, then please go to the Patreon www.patreon.com slash the top ten number ten there. And sign up for the $5 and above tiers to support us and be able to take advantage of all the perks you get as being a mm-hmm. member of the Patreon. Right, Matt? Damn straight. So head to patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10 and join us over there. And uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at top 10 show on uh, Instagram and YouTube. It is forward slash the top 10 podcast with the number 10. And uh, please follow me at Matt Nost. Yeah, you can follow me at the Roka says on Twitter and on Instagram. And we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of Topic Thunder.